0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. You are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. But he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, please be seated. I don't usually tell you the title of my sermons, but this one I like so much, I thought I would share it with you. I entitled this sermon, Calling, Following, and Just Showing Up. I hope you understand why I call it this at the finish of my preaching. Today's readings are by far some of my favorite readings in scripture, especially the Old Testament reading from 1 Samuel and our gospel reading from John. I think I'm going to leave Paul's writing for another sermon. It's kind of off the topic. In our Old Testament reading, we have the calling of the boy Samuel to be a prophet of God. Samuel was a As he grew older, he was a boy in our reading, but as he grew older, he became the last judge of Israel, a prophet and a priest in Israel. In his later years, Samuel anointed both Saul and David as the first kings of Israel because because Israel wanted to be like all the other nations so that they could have a king God was always calling people into ministry through scripture and Jesus takes a very simple approach to calling his first disciples and he says, follow me. Now last week we heard about the Magi, the wise men from the east being seekers of the child that they believed the king of the Jews and finding God in an unexpected place. Not in a palace in Jerusalem, but in a humble house in Bethlehem. These Magi's had an epiphany, a new understanding of how God can work in our world through a small child born in a manger and living in a humble house. Now, fast forward, our gospel this week is about 30 years later, the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Jesus is no longer in Bethlehem, but now lives in a place called Nazareth the Jews are desperately seeking the Messiah the anointed king who will lead them and establish justice in their world Israel really liked having a king especially great a great king like David now our reading takes place right after as I said at the beginning of Jesus's ministry as he calls his first disciples it's very early on, right after his baptism and John in the Jordan, 40 to after 40 days in the desert, and before Jesus performs his first miracle at the wedding in Cana. Jesus has called two fishermen brothers, Andrew and Simon Peter, and this is where our gospel reading today begins. And it begins this way. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. And he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Now, at this point, you have to kind of put your investigative skills into practice. Why would Philip just follow Jesus? I have to think that the clue is that Philip was from the same town of Andrew and Peter. Peter. The word is probably getting around to the Jews about Jesus, about his teaching with authority. He was somebody totally different than any rabbi they had come across. So what does Philip do when he finds that who he thinks is the Messiah of God? Well, he runs and tells his best friend in Hebrew school and tells him that he he goes to Nathaniel and says this, we have found him who... Moses in the law and all the prophets wrote Jesus son of Joseph from Nazareth now if you think it's a little crazy that of the behavior of Philip I'll remind you that at Jesus' time the nation of Israel was very oppressed not only by Roman rule but also the average Jew was oppressed by the religious leaders of their own time and their own faith The people were looking for hope and relief, and they were looking for a Messiah, one that would end all their pain and suffering and oppression. Now, Nathaniel, who was a little bit better grades in Hebrew school than Philip got, knew the Messiah would come from Bethlehem and not in the city of David. The Messiah was certainly not come from Nazareth because Nazareth was known for where the thugs in Galilee lived. So Nathanael asked Philip in one of my favorite lines in scripture, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I love that line. Philip could have panicked at this point, right? He could have tried to argue with Nathanael about Jesus He could have told him about all the teachings that that he heard Jesus do. He could tell him that Andrew and Peter were following Jesus, but they were just fishermen. They didn't even go to Hebrew school, so that's not going to work. But the calm and wisdom came over Philip. And he simply says to Nathaniel, come and see. In other words, just show up. Come and see. These three little words speak a wealth of information. They say to Nathanael, come and see for yourself what I believe to be true. Jesus of Nazareth is the prophesied Messiah of the Jews. Philip didn't have to go into any long theological explanation about who he believed Jesus to be. He didn't have to open the scriptures to Nathanael and how it pointed to Jesus. He didn't have to be a great Hebrew scholar. He simply challenged Nathanael to come and to see. So Nathaniel, being up for the challenge, goes to see Jesus. When Jesus sees Nathaniel coming toward him, he says, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael is kind of taken back. That Jesus says this about him, he's never met Jesus before. And so he asked Jesus this question, where did you get to know me? And Jesus explains that he saw him under the fig tree before Philip even called him. What was it that convinced Nathaniel that Jesus is who Philip said he was, the Messiah, the Son of God? Did Jesus have an oppressive church building and slick worship? No. He didn't have our wonderful musicians and wonderful choir. No, he didn't have any of that. Did Jesus do like a big sign and wonder in front of Nathaniel? No. Not really. He convinced Nathaniel that... What convinced Nathaniel that Jesus was the son of God was... Jesus saw into Nathanael's heart and told him his deepest longings. The psalmist says, O Lord, all my longing is known to you. Jesus saw Nathanael's longings. Nathanael's belief in Jesus is summed up in his question to Jesus, where did you get to know me? It was Jesus that convinced Nathanael of who he was, not Philip. Philip just had to invite him to come and see, to show up. Maybe now you can see why I call this sermon calling, following, and just showing up. Samuel, like Jesus' disciples, heard the calling of God and they followed God's calling. Nathaniel just had to show up. And God did the rest to show Nathaniel who he is. It was just that easy. Which is why I love these two scriptures. They have informed not only my walk, but many people's walk. And by hearing God's call and following, and yes, I've done my share of just showing up. I brought something with me today, is one of my prized possessions that I've had, not not so much because what it is, which is pretty awesome in itself, but what it represents to me. Now, it's gonna be hard for you to see what I have up here, but I'm gonna turn it around anyway, and you're welcome. I'm gonna put it down closer so after service you can come and look at it. This is a framed original page out of a 1611 King James Bible, printed before 1650. That it in itself is, makes it pretty awesome. But there's more. The scripture on this page contains the gospel reading from John that we just read. And it was given to me as a present, as a going-away present from St. Philip's Church in Frisco, Texas, where I helped plant their as their plant a church as their business and parish manager way before my call to ministry. I was given this gift as a going-away present from St. Philip's Church, where, because, and St. Philip's Church was actually named from this passage. They used this passage from about Philip and Nathaniel of Come and See, and that was their motto for their church, Come and See. The framed piece of scripture is so important because it represents a big transition in my life. While I was their business and parish manager, I felt a call of God on my heart, and I knew I had to do something else. I was also working part-time at Texas Instruments as a senior business analyst at the time. I had kind of feet in both worlds, the secular world and the religious world. And something had to change in my life. And while, so I, this representing me leaving was me retiring from Texas Instruments, going going back to school, going to seminary, and taking a full time position as a director of Christian education at Epiphany Episcopal Church in Richardson, Texas. That was a big change, major cut in salary. Let me me tell you. I remember my my oldest son saying, we're going to be poor. (laughs) But it was a bittersweet leaving. St. Philip's, I love St. Philip's Church, but they didn't have the funds to put me on as a full-time person at the church while I went to seminary. But I knew I was called to move on and they knew I was called to move on. And so they gave me this, this, this gift with their blessing. Now on the back, there's all kinds of writings from the, other, the people that I worked with and the pastor at that church. And I take it off my wall sometimes at home and read the, the back because sometimes I need that boost of why I do what I do. We all need to listen to God's calling in our lives. It's there. We just have to listen. And then we have to follow God's teaching, God's calling on our lives, and how Jesus laid that out for us. As followers of Christ, we are called to tell others about Jesus. But it can be as simple as come and see. Even Episcopalians can say that. I know you can. Can you say, come and see? Yeah, you can say that. Even if you don't think you can, you can say that. And you don't have to have some theological degree to convince people to follow Jesus. You just invite them to come to our church. Or invite them to come to an event at our church. God does all the heavy lifting for us. We just have to invite. In less than a month, Christ the King is going to have one of those events the, our Mardi Gras dinner and auction on February 9th. It's a great place to invite your friends and your neighbors to come, and then they can see how friendly and, impressed, and be so impressed by all your friendliness that maybe they'll show up on a Saturday night and a Sunday morning. Listen to God's call. Follow God's way, and sometimes just show up. Those are the steps in growing our faith. Jesus shows us how easy it can be, but we need to at least show up. Now, we are supposedly in post-COVID, though many of us have been getting it lately. But a lot of us have lost that just showing up. And I encourage all of us to make an effort to come back to be in physical worship, To be with your friends. To fellowship with other believers. It's important and it makes a bigger difference in your walk. Livestream is wonderful. I love you all out in Livestream land. But if you can physically come, I encourage you to come to worship. Let us take the motto, come and see, to be one of ours here at Christ the King. And we'll let God do all the heavy lifting. Amen.